I was very unwell with an eating disorder for a while. And yeah, I was hiding it for a long time. I was getting so many compliments. Everyone was just so lovely to me about it. You're looking so great, but I was so dead inside. I wanted to show that someone that you might look up to online and think has a perfect life doesn't necessarily have a perfect life. Hi, pals, and welcome to another episode of Beauty Boss, the podcast about all things beauty and beyond. I'm Jackie May from the team at Girlfriend, and I'm joined by my lovely bestie, Alana. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Every week you don't have a choice anymore. (laughs) It's true. It's forced upon me. You know the drill by now. We're bringing you interviews with our hottest celebrities of the week and you won't want to miss out on our beauty fails and holy grails. I've just come back from the US and I had like my peak embarrassing moment of the trip in the middle of the Met. Jackie, I know you already know, but have you got a holy grail for us this week as well? Is it something we need to see? Oh, we do. My holy grail of the week is outstanding. But before we get to all of that, I'm so excited because our babe, Steph Bailey, is in GFHQ. So let's get straight into it. Sliding into GFHQ this week, fellow makeup lover and vlogger extraordinaire Steph Bailey has graced us with her presence. What we love most about this stunning gal is how real she is across all of her social media, from breakouts to exercising and mental health. We love how she shares all the good and the bad with us. There's no lip she can't pull off either. So thank you for stopping by, Steph. Thanks for having me. Hello. (laughs) I want to jump straight into this. Okay. Let's chat obsessions because okay. I had a quick squeeze at your Instagram <laughs> and noticed something that we share. Yeah. You're a fellow Slytherin. Don't get me started on this. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> here's the, here's um, the whole episode. Yeah. Okay. So this is a Harry Potter podcast now. Um, I do yeah. not oppose to this. Slytherin sister. <laughs> Welcome. I'm a Hufflepuff, so <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll stay out of this. Everyone needs a Hufflepuff in their life. <laughs> Have you always been a Harry Potter fan? Always. It's just been the last, I think, few years that I've been okay with being obsessed with it. It was kind of like I kept it hidden before and now I just don't care because there's so much of me on the internet now that if they're going to judge me, they're going to judge me. <laughs> we can't all be in the cupboard under the stairs. We I out. know. <laughs> I came out with my Harry Potter obsession. Uh, this is amazing. It's <laughs> rare that people are so open with their Harry Potter obsessions. You especially get, Slytherins. Especially Slytherins. It's true. Look, We're a rare good, breed. They're a good Slytherins. <laughs> I'm a good Slytherin. They're not, they're not bad traits to have, I will admit. They get a bad rap. They do. Voldemort, I'm telling you. He ruined everything. He did. It's not fair. (laughs) How did you find out that you were a Slytherin? I just know in my soul. Yeah, of course. That was a silly question. I'm so sorry. Also Pottermore, but I know in my soul. (laughs) Side note. It's good to have that backup certificate. Exactly, yeah. I have the proof. (laughs) I noticed that you were um, like rocking the emerald green Yeah. Did you start that sort of bold lip from your Harry Potter obsession? Or is this just like... Well, I was wearing that green lip because I was at the Cursed Child opening gala, yeah. which was so exciting. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't always been like into really like bold colours. Mm. But then I think recently the Fenty Beauty brought out all of these yes. super colourful colours and they were just so surprising because I did not expect them at all to match me. And they did. They, they had this crazy ability to like match absolutely everyone. Yeah. And they're like colours like blues and greens and they're always yeah. the colors left over you know that are marked yeah. down to dirt cheap and they might be mac or <laughs> estee lauder or anything and you're yeah. like they're really good brands but i can't 
can't pull off a purple lip. I can't wear yellow lipstick. It's not for me. You know what? I think people just tell themselves that. I think like it's something that you tell yourself and you keep inside and you just, it holds you back. But I think lots of people could rock it. Give it a red hot go. Yellow is a bit questionable. Yellow is a lot. I can't rock yellow. I feel like it would really mess with my teeth as well. So, you know, (laughs) bit of lipstick on your teeth and all of a sudden you've got yellow teeth. Gosh. (laughs) So, what is like your favourite beauty look of all time that you've ever done? That I've ever done? Um, I've done quite a lot, but I think I always come back to like classic red lip, wings eyeliner. I did a tutorial ages ago and it was like a, it was a Taylor Swift, how to look like Taylor Swift. Anyway, it went really, really well and (laughs) still gets a lot of views. And I always just go back to that. It's like my go-to. I think it just looks really good with blue eyes, so I just always go for it. But red lip suits everyone, and it's just yeah zero to a hundred in like a swipe of a lipstick. Basically. It's so true. You can be wearing like no makeup whatsoever in just like jeans and a tee, mm-hmm. and you put on red lip, and you're like, hmm, oh hello, I'm, I'm here. ready. Yes, <laughs> I've arrived. Go to the opera tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just really pumps you up. Sophisticated tonight. <laughs> Did you have any beauty influences that you sort of you know? Um, lots. I always loved beauty growing up and I really got into um, YouTube when it was quite new. And I remember I used to watch um, Lauren Curtis and Chloe Morello and all the Australian girls, Zoella and Tanya Burr. I still watch them all. Friends with half of them now. But, um, yeah, I used to watch them and I got so much inspo from them. I think I learnt most, I learned how to contour off Lauren for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of just regurgitating what I learned off them now. (laughs) But that's definitely where all the inspo came from. But I actually used to read so many magazines and I love like the beauty section. So I'm very excited to be here today. (laughs) We love to hear that. Warms my heart. Deep down in my soul. It's like, yes, somebody's reading it. (laughs) Oh, no, girlfriend is very close to my heart. So jumping into your channel, what Mm -hmm. made you decide to kind of jump into the YouTube world and start making your own videos? Well, I was studying media at Macquarie and I was kind of just looking for a way to show that people would watch me because I wanted to get into television or presenting or something like that. And so I was just looking for a way to prove, I think, that people would be willing to watch me. (laughs) I was going to use it as a resume and then next minute it turned into my career. So Um, so you sort of blinked and you've got all these following. Look, I didn't blink. (laughs) It took some time. Some time and effort. It took a couple of years, I think, to really like boost it up to anything. I've been full time for the past year and a half, but before that I was still working part time and everything. But mm. yeah, it's a lot of perseverance and doing a lot of things for free before you actually get money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of networking, but you get there in the end. But yeah, that's why I started. Cool. Do you have like a favourite video that you Ooh. do or a favourite type of video? I love doing more sort of, I know I do a lot of beauty videos, but the videos where I'm more myself and sort of like following me around and things like that, I think they're the ones I love the most because most of my, like that's the one that I put most of myself into, I think. Um, So probably I love, like I did a series called The Lazy Girl Diaries. That's my all-time favourite thing I've ever done, which is super vulnerable and scary. (laughs) (laughs) But also I did a vlog for Splendour, Splendour in the Grass, and that's my all-time favourite video I've ever done because it's just so much fun. Yeah. So... Yeah. It's like your own personal video diary yeah. as well. Yeah, and I always look back at the memories and, yeah. When you say, like, you did a vlog for Splendour, what, what does that mean? Like, describe, because I'm imagining you at Splendour right now with, yeah. like, a huge selfie stick and, like, a big <laughs> camera and just, like, filming yourself. Here I well, am. How does this go? <laughs> I have arrived. I'm ready. It Covered is I. <laughs> um, no, I didn't have a selfie stick. Um, we've kind of moved on from them now. 
But um, I had I use a Canon G7X, which is just a vlogging style camera, and mm. I just like carry it around everywhere and whip it out at literally situation. Just like film yourself what yeah. you're doing. That is yeah. so cool. And all the girls I was with, we all stayed together. It was a whole bunch of other YouTubers yeah. and Instagrammers. We stayed um, at the Rimmel Retreat, they called it, and it was so much fun. And we all just oh, like so good. Yeah, it was amazing. Fun. <laughs> so. How long does it normally take you start to finish to film and edit and upload a video? Tough question. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an average beauty kind of video. So a beauty video, but everyone's different. See, I'm pretty – I studied film and everything at uni. Um, So I'm pretty good at the whole editing sort of thing because I already knew what I was doing. So I'm pretty quick. I can usually get one done in probably about 12 hours if it's a beauty video from filming to editing, if it's just simple. If I'm doing something that's more following me around and without outtakes and cutaways and things like that. It like can take your incredible me. travel videos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm editing them right now and they're <laughs> taking me so long. I've been working on one for like four or five days straight and it's just oh driving me insane. But you want to make it as good as possible because it's your memories as well. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it just depends what sort of content you're creating. Some of them take days and days and days, but yeah, some of them only take 12 hours. So when you say you're a full-time vlogger, you're literally full-time sitting there editing your video. And people think that it just takes, you know, you just film it on your phone. It takes like five minutes and you're done. You just upload it. Just chuck it up. You're up to like 2 (laughs) a.m. Literally. I have a habit because I upload at 6.30 a.m. I have a habit of always, um, like I'm such a procrastinator and I will end Mm, up uploading it right on that five o'clock mark and I'll be like awake watching it go live. (laughs) So bad. I want to chat with you about your Lay's Gal videos okay. because Alana and I, they're our personal favourite. And I know you. you. They're so good. They're I so relate good. so deeply as well. <laughs> it's just like, oh, especially Thank the you. food one. <laughs> just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you chat about a lot of um, real stuff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, what Girlfriend's all about. We love when yeah. people are their honest selves. Was it hard for you to sort of put your true self out there? It was. I was hiding a lot of that for a very long time and it got to the point where I was very, I suppose if no one knows what's going on, I was very unwell with an eating disorder for a while and yeah, I was hiding it for a long time. I was getting so many compliments. Everyone was just so lovely to me about it. You're looking so great, but I was so dead inside and I felt like I was lying to my audience even more. So I just needed to take, I think, a break from the beauty side, step back while I was trying to look after myself. And that's why I've been sort of concentrating on more content that's more kind of like helping myself kind of grow and get over it, but create content while I'm doing it. But then also the travel stuff and everything, it's just kind of taking a step away from the appearance-based things at the moment so I can concentrate on getting better. So it's been really helpful in that sense because it can be quite difficult to be an influencer, as they say, when like you have body image issues already because you're very... It's just all around that area. Yeah. Yeah. Have have you always struggled with those insecurities and body image? Yeah. It's been since this has been like developing since I was like 12. I was a ballerina and then um, always wanted to work in, I wanted to be like an actress and I wanted to be a presenter. Then I always wanted to be in these sort of, and I was a dancer as well. I already said that. (laughs) But yeah, so it was just always in areas where you were on show, like the things I wanted to do. And I think I just created in my head over a long time and I've been fine for a long time and I'm doing really well right now Um, but just for a while every now and then when things get tough it just comes back 
But everyone has their thing. Yeah, oh, so. definitely. And especially when, you know, social media and the way things are today, mm. everything's on show and there's so many sort of images out there where you have to be skinny and you have to look a certain way. And yeah. if if you are, but deep down you're struggling and you're not happy with who you mm. are, mm. it's, yeah. And do you think that things like social media have kind of impacted and heightened the issues for younger kids today of what you were feeling yourself back when you were growing up? I definitely think so. Definitely. Um, That's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to take people along for the journey. I wanted to show that someone that you might look up to online and think has a perfect life doesn't necessarily have a perfect life. And I thought it was important to show that because I never, ever wanted people to look at me and have that cause them to feel the way that I felt because I wasn't feeling good myself and it was just completely lying in that sense. So, yeah, I think it's definitely played a huge role. It plays a huge, huge role on me, on my friends, on my family, I'm sure, on everyone. It's it's hard to look at perfect edited images every day and try and realise that it's not reality. Yeah. yeah. Like you're never going yeah. to look Photoshopped. That's yeah. why it's Photoshopped. And then as an influencer, sometimes you start comparing and your edited life to your real life and you're like why don't I look like that now or why is my room not tidy now <laughs> it should be like this 24 7 but um yeah I think everyone it's not it's not a very healthy area so I think it's really important for people to start sharing more about that and sharing more real yeah, yeah. definitely have you found that people have come out in support of you when you've opened up on your videos so many people Um, That was the most overwhelming part, I think, that so many people came out and told me that they felt the same way or had suffered something similar, but always silently. And it was so many people that I knew, but I had no idea they were dealing with that as well, which is a surprising thing. A lot of um, people who do similar things as me for a living came out and told me that they were feeling the same way and had dealt with the same issues. And so I just think, yeah, it's very common, but everyone just suffers in silence and a lot of the time I think you're just expected to keep quiet about it and there's a lot of shame that's around it and we yeah. just need to stop stop that because people aren't going to get better if you don't deal with it, I think. Yeah, and do you yeah. ever feel like there's a pressure that because you have this amazing life as an influencer that people like on the outside are sitting there going, oh, but you're getting like free products and you're going to all these events and you live this glamorous life. Is there this pressure of like, well, you can't be sad, you can't have a bad day because your life is so easy, like... I think I felt that pressure and that's why I kept quiet for so long. But at the end of the day, I just decided that it doesn't matter what other people think. I'm going to show it how it is because how are people going to realise unless you actually say it? I'm so grateful for everything that I'm given. But the most beautiful person in the world, the most successful person in the world, everyone has something that's going to bring them down. So everyone has the right to have, like, to not feel happy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well... (laughs) What were your biggest changes that you made in terms of like mindset and and actions to sort of be kinder to yourself and, you know, I think that was the biggest thing was learning to be kind to myself because I didn't realise how harsh the voice in my head was. Yeah. My whole life I've been very critical and I think that comes from starting off in ballet Mm. but um, my feet were never turned out enough, my legs were never straight enough. So I think the biggest thing I've learned it's only really come really come to a head in the past like couple of months is to learn that it's okay to be kind to yourself it's okay to not see something as a failure you're allowed to have bumps along the way and it's just 
turning negative thoughts into positive thoughts, like thinking, what have I done today instead of what I haven't done today? Um, yeah, I'm just regurgitating what my psychologist tells me, but <laughs> walking, talking therapist these days. But yeah, no, it's just been learning to be nicer to myself and everything's sort of fallen into place after that. It takes a long time. These are things that take a long time, mm. but I'm definitely making a lot of headway. <laughs> so Yeah. And what were some of the biggest kind of mistakes that you feel mm. like you've made along the way that you've made with the right intentions, but kind of fell a little bit flat or didn't quite work out the way you'd hoped they would in what context in terms of um just like you know working on your mental health and getting to a better place and sharing things with people were there things that you've thought I shouldn't have shared that much about myself or anything like that have there been any regrets or missteps I think there hasn't been any regrets this time around um I've been through this a couple of times now hoping that this is going to be the last time but I think previously I've tried to deal with it in ways where I've kind of pushed people away and if they wanted to help me, I'd just push them away and try and help myself and go into myself and also just trying to ignore the problem and think that and just stop actions but then not deal with the thoughts that are actually going on in your head. So I just think I haven't always completely dealt with it properly um, and that's probably my biggest mistake is not recognising that it was a bigger issue than it was. Um, but, you know, I'm not... I don't believe in mistakes anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> Just learn bumps from along them. the road. <laughs> um, we do give social media a lot of sort of crap for giving out these bad body image sort of representations mm-hmm. and stuff. But sometimes it does impact people positively. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what you were saying, people um, were coming out when you opened up, you know, and saying that that's happened to me too and I'm going through these things. Has those sort of comments... Um, like impacted you positively? Do you think that it's helped you along the way? Definitely. I think it has. I didn't realise it was so common and it's very nice. I think in a sense what people like about me opening up about these things is that they don't feel as alone, but it's had the same effect on me. I haven't felt as alone because I'm getting all these responses from them. So it's a two-way street. Um, Like your own little support network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's a bit hard and I don't really want to talk about it and I just won't reply sometimes. But when I'm in the good in a good mindset for it, it's I can. But yeah, no, it's a two-way street. Yeah. And do you ever feel nervous or scared when you're posting any of your like really personal videos? Like is there anything that you've really struggled to publish? When it's something that's really hard to publish, sometimes I just film it, edit it, and then straight away set it live because I don't, then I don't have time to think about it. There was one video, and I'm still not sure how I feel about it, but <laughs> I was, like, bawling my eyes out. Anyway, I literally filmed that on my phone, and I uploaded it straight away because I knew I'd overthink it, but I thought it was important to show that just because it looks like I'm getting better doesn't mean I'm not having bad days as well. So I started the Lazy Gal Diaries, and it looked so positive, and everything was so, yeah, moving forward, but the whole part of like recovery and moving forward in your life with anything is that you can have missteps and you can go backwards you know sometimes you're allowed to have a little fail and then you move forward so I wanted to show that but I think if I'd really thought about it and not uploaded it instantly I would have never uploaded it so that that was hard rip the band-aid off (laughs) literally for it (laughs) do you what would you say would be like the best and the worst parts of being an influencer the best parts are probably the friends I've made I have made so many amazing friends and we're all so similar. And the amazing thing about YouTube, not necessarily, I don't really know as many Instagrammers, but the YouTube girls are so lovely. I think there's something about YouTube where 
you kind of you have to show your whole personality online. You can only fake it for so long. So they're yeah. usually really genuine. And yeah, there's not been many people that I've met that haven't been exactly like what I saw on the screen. And I've made so many good friends and had so many good memories. Um, and I could say the events and and splendor in the grass and everything like that. But I think what really makes it is the friends that I've been able to experience that all with. So doing that all together. Um, but the negative would probably just be the body image things as well. Just the stresses that come with it, the expectations. Being your own boss is very hard. <laughs> yeah, I am not very good at motivating myself <laughs> at all. I'm very lazy and I procrastinate a lot. So being your own boss is kind of difficult if you're that type of person working on that (laughs) but that's definitely hard well when you get the uh tricks to motivate yourself let us know because i will (laughs) you too let me know if you work out the secret set up a group chat just sharing all of our secrets so what's in store for future steph future steph um, I'm just looking to move more into lifestyle as well. So beauty and lifestyle. I'm really enjoying making longer form um, videos, more sort of like documentary style videos. I have a doco in the works at the moment. <gasps> Exciting. Yeah. I've heard it about. Before. It'll be a while. <laughs> um, it's about what we've just been talking about, things like that. I wanted to kind of tell my story through other people's stories. So not mine, but sort of go through everyone else and yeah. show that it's a shared experience. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that at the moment. It's going to take a long time because I want to do it properly. I think it's a really important thing to to show. And if I'm going to do it, I need to do it right. So yeah, working on that. It will be <laughs> with a whole team, not just me. Um, but yeah, so that's coming up probably in the next year. Um, yeah, just working on me as well. Yeah. So I think we have to wrap this up, unfortunately. <gasps> we have to stop. <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> So I have to ask you our quick fire questions okay. from every week. So first question, if you could only use one beauty product for the rest of your life, what would it be? An eyebrow pencil. Oh, that's a new one. It is. I only have <laughs> half a brow, so <laughs> I feel naked without my eyebrows. <laughs> Stop it. What one word would you use to describe your beauty routine? Simple, strangely, because my everyday routine is very simple. Just slap it on and go. Yeah. What is your biggest beauty fail? Oh, overplucking my eyebrows. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hence the pencil. Hence the pencil. <laughs> uh, the beauty trend you've never mastered. The cut crease. Oh, I'm yeah. terrible at a cut crease. Oh, Everyone no. thinks I must be so good at everything, but no, <laughs> I'm so bad at cut crease. I tried it once and it just looked like a mess. <laughs> when do you feel you're most beautiful? When I am at home by myself with no makeup on, strangely. And the last question for the day, the last grilling we'll put you through. If you could tell your 16-year-old self anything, what would you tell her? I would tell her that to not put so much pressure on herself, that everything's going to work out. You're going to get everything you wanted. Just be kinder to yourself and don't push too hard to try and get there because it won't lead to the best things. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for coming in, Steph, <laughs> and being okay. so honest with us. I'd also tell my 16-year-old self that she she's going to be doing a podcast with Girlfriend Magazine and she would be squealing. <laughs> Stop it, as are we. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. It's been amazing talking to you and you've had so much to say. It's been so good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. You can come back anytime. <laughs> I'll be here every day. <laughs>
Oh my gosh, Steph, she was so cute. I love her so much. Can she join us at GFHQ every week? She just I'll put her in the desk next to mine. Oh my gosh. She's permanent. Should this be a podcast for three hosts? (gasps) Yes, I think we can do it. (laughs) I think it's fine. I'm dying to find out about your vanity this week, Alana. Holy Grail, hit me. Oh, it's my new love of my life. The new Beauty Blender Foundation. It's like a perfect match. It's not too cakey. It's not too like sheer that I'm like, I'm looking a little bit rough by the end of the day. I opened my front (laughs) camera yesterday on the way to the gym after a full day. And I was like, oh, look at her. She's stunning. She's glowing. She's radiant. But she's still well covered for the day. This is beautiful. But like it wasn't too intense. What do you mean too intense? Well, I mean like. Everybody knows maths at the moment and it was like... You've got my attention. It was like not old Lizzie looks. It was like new Lizzie looks. You know how she's had her like make under? Red carpet Lizzie looks. Yes. Like, oh, you just look really nice and fresh. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Like the stunning look. She was on Real Talk the other week. Did you hear it? It was a really good episode. I did. Yes. Oh, (laughs) love Holly and Allie. Anyway... Tell me about your products, Jackie. What are you loving this week? Mine is less of a holy grail and more of a shook discovery. So Pretty Little Thing Beauty. Yes. It's been out for a while now. Didn't you go to the launch of that? I did. It was amazing. Mm. And I've been dying to test out more of their products because their price point is so low. It is so cheap, like super affordable. We're talking under $10 a product. Oh, amazing. So cheap. I know. And when you look at something at that price, you know. It's got to be crap. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I haven't really been eager to try it, but it's been in the back of my mind, you know, something that I want to dabble in. Get into it sometime. So opened it up. Shook. Literal floor to mouth. Mouth to floor? Other way around. Floor floor on mouth, mouth on floor. This is how shook I am. (laughs) The quality is amazing. Like I'm not talking about let's go out for a glam night and put on my PLT beauty, but everyday look, great coverage, mascara's nice, not spidery, all day wear. Mm, I'm probably going to give it like a three and a half. Oh, yeah. But shook factor, 11. Fair, fair. Definitely love a good surprise beauty product. Right? Mm. Which brings us into your fail, Alana. Oh, indeed it does. You travel bug. (gasps) I'm dying. Tell us all. So, I just recently got back from a trip to New York, beautiful wintry New York with its delightful minus four degrees and snow. Was it like a postcard? Was it, it really real was. white snow or was yes. that sludge? Well, it was real white snow in Central Park and then on the road it was sludge and I actually watched somebody get sprayed by a, a puddle by a taxi. It Stop was. It. I'm imagining, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, corner of Broadway and Fifth, <laughs> covered in water in the middle of the night. I was, was like, she... you are going to be so cold. <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't me. <laughs> I think that makes me a terrible person. Maybe that was why this happened to me. That was my karma. Because I laughed at somebody getting (laughs) splashed with a puddle. (laughs) Okay, so you're in the mat. You're with your BF? Yes, I am. We're just like roaming around. I'd been having some sore lip issues. They were very dry. From the cold, right? Everyone gets I mean, I thought that I had covered myself with lip balm, but I think it's one of those things like you accidentally lick your lips and then you don't reapply and it's just like, 
you know, I wasn't these things happen. really ready. What do you mean you weren't ready? Alana's always ready. I try. But you bring a suitcase of makeup to work just in case. It's yeah, okay. I I made a mistake, Jackie. Okay, I don't <laughs> need your judgment. Sorry. Here. We were walking through the Met. Yep. John looks at me and he's like, "What's wrong with your face?" Oh, it's what every girl Thank dreams you. their boyfriend would say. That's Couple exactly goals, what I, I want. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah. And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Your lip looks like it's bleeding." I had been picking at the dry skin on my lips. Stop. Blood on Neuro- my lips. Crusty Uno. lips. No picky. Mm, mm, blood. Disaster city. Damn. I had to go down to Dwayne Reed. I was like, we need to fix this immediately. <laughs> I need to sort this out because obviously something's not working for me. Mm-hmm. We went down and I was like, I'm going to find myself a lip balm that's like the most intense lip balm I can find. Yeah. Super severe stuff. Okay. And then. Medicated. Uh, yeah. I found a Blistex one. It's yeah. like a medicated lip ointment. It was so good. It's like a cream. So it's like intense, like creaminess for your lips. Uh, yeah. Not very like coaty for your lips. It's like it soaks straight in. Yeah. Fixed it up in two days. By the next morning, my lips were soft. No. They were still a little bit sore. Delicious. But yeah, it's like minty and fresh. Stop. Like it has that like tingly feeling. <laughs> I want to pause you right there because yeah. you went real quick over that little pharmacy visit, Alana. Yeah. How many things did you walk out with? I bought some tissues for, you know, practicality. <laughs> okay, I, I'll let that pass. I may have also stopped by at the NYX counter and bought the new powder puff <laughs> lipstick and I'm really enjoying that too. So all of the necessities for your medical issue. It was a matte lipstick. It was a really bad call to be buying it. <laughs> but I wanted it. I had it. I pulled an Ari. It was seven rings all up in Dwayne Reed. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we have today. So make sure you rate, review, listen, subscribe so we can drop into your e-holes every single week. Don't forget to check out our Instagram. You'll find amazing content to keep you going between episodes every week and also stories of all the shenanigans we get up to at GFHQ. (laughs) And next week we'll be dropping into your e-holes as per usual with a new beauty babe in the industry. So until then, don't forget to push your cuticles back. Bye.